Welcome everyone to the Uppy and Stash podcast. I'm your host Uppy. With me tonight, I have two co-hosts. I'll start with who's on top because uh, he showed up first. Um, Chitty, how are you? Happy New Year! Happy New Year! I'm here. I'm good. It's a solid good year. <laughs> it's been a nice. I disagree one. completely. <laughs> it already sucks. <laughs> and we also have Beardo. Beardo, how are you doing? You know, I'm alive at the moment, but that could change any moment as well. I have to, like, before we get into alcohol and all the other stuff we have planned for tonight, something I've been thinking about, but, like, for uh, speaking of NFL football, uh, obviously Monday night was a little different. Um, I was actually watching the game. Like, Monday was kind of a fun sports day, like, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins were playing in the Winter Classic at Fenway Park against the Bruins, and they lost. And I went from watching that to the Rose Bowl, saw Penn State win. And then went over and started watching the uh, Monday Night Bills-Bengals game where we had a player suffer a heart- cardiac arrest on the field. And um, But now that we know Hamlin's going to be okay, like he, he – uh neurologically he's been he's perfect he's breathing on his own he's communicating looks like he's going to at least be a normal human the rest of his life we i'm assuming he's probably going to go back to playing football but i don't know that's been decided yet but i'm bringing this up because our very own beardo was matched up against ted brogan from idiotville for the podcast league finale for the championship and while it may have been a little bit of a stretch, you were like 40 points behind, but you had Burrow and T. Higgins. Mm. He's going to lose. The game got canceled. It's not to be played. Uh, I, I, you know, so as far as ESPN is concerned, uh, Ted Brogan is the winner of the Fantasy Football League, but does it deserve an asterisk? Because, I mean, Beardo didn't get a full fair shot. I mean, it was a long shot. I was already down by 30 points, and I needed my quarterback did, and my wide receiver. Did he have, have anybody else going? Game. Did the other guy uh-huh. have anybody else going? He may have had – I think he, he had, may have had the Bengals kicker. Yeah. Now, see, that, that's a tough one because I think, like, Joe Burrow himself is able to put up 30 points in. And I had T. Um, Higgins on another fantasy team, and T. Higgins the week before put up 26, mm-hmm. almost 27 points. However so. – However, this is where my thoughts are on it. And I think like, I think the sports world, you know, now that things have settled down, people have been starting asking questions. How do you handle fantasy playoffs and all that kind of stuff? Right. And, and my mind goes to how is it any different compared to last year necessarily, or no, two years ago when we, when we were dealing primarily with, or I guess it was last year with the, with the first full COVID year of football, you never knew if a if a if a player was going to go mm-hmm. um, out with COVID. It could they could have tested right before the game happened, and then you didn't have enough time to put swap them out, or you didn't have anybody else to swap out. Mm-hmm. And it's just the the kind of risk, I guess you know, we took with football in general with fantasy, and I think it kind of it kind of I think my mind goes to it. It's kind of like any other injury except this injury took out the entire team on both sides in the sense that they both, none of those, neither of those play, any of those players were not going to get back on the field. that night. And if they called the game, that's where it ends. And it's a bummer. I would be pissed if I was Beardo, but um, and I might not be talking like this, but I, I feel like that's the most sensible because there's no other way you want to, you can go about it unless we fly Beardo out to Pennsylvania <laughs> to go do some Rochambeau, um, which he might not be opposed to, 
<laughs> I, I, I think the only other way to, to you know, make it more fair is to do a game of Rochambeau and then that, that decides the winner. But we'll have to yeah. wait for a response from the other, from, from Idiotville. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm up for a flight to Pennsylvania. It's fine. We we gotta settle some way. I, I um I felt like our our side of things was really strong all year. Like I felt like all of our for the most part, all of our teams, you know, uh stash aside. I don't think stash won a single game all year. <laughs> um but you know, like specifically like the three of us here, like we for the most part dominated the league, like we did beginning to end. Like the three of us, I, I think Chitty and I, we were like 10 and four. I think Beardo was nine and five, but like six teams made the playoffs. I think out of those six, like four of them were from our podcast. Like our, our division just was on a run. And then, so I, don't know, I, I just, I don't know. I'm very competitive. I like it when we win the championship. So I hate that we didn't win it. And like that Beardo didn't technically get a fair shot. Right. It would have been close. I don't think I would have won, but it would have been a very close. It would have been a lot closer than it was. I, I think they I think they deserve the win, but I think we also deserve some East Coast beer sent back our yeah. way. Yeah, for sure. Like, hey, you didn't have to fight for it. Give us a kickback. Mm-hmm. Like they, they could do that. That's the least they could do. So um, all right. I, I think Beardo has a cup of sparkling H2O in his hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you had any alcohol today that you could report out on? No, I've had nothing today. Wow. Um, I did have some lovely pizza today for dinner, though. I'm the only one home because, as we discussed before we started recording, my hot water heater went out. So the rest of my family went up to Sonora to have hot water. And I stayed here to deal with the hot water mess. Right. Hey, all, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, you you chose you chose wisely because now you might not be able to shower, but you have a quiet house. It's true, except that thing in the attic is unnerving. <laughs> I just heard some more sounds from the attic just a minute ago. I yeah. So as also we discussed before the show, like my hot water heater also went out like two months ago. Like. Right around, it was probably was September. It, it seems more recent than that. It was probably September, and of course, my I, I didn't go without as long as Beardo's going to. Although Beardo has a company to pay for all the repairs, whereas I didn't. Um, but I had hot water within 24 hours. But like, I had to shower, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I was going to bite my tongue, get in there, get in, get out, get washed. Um, I, I would not recommend, but if you really had to, you can. I just. It's not the funnest experience, but um, right. seeing which we were bringing up alcohol. Um, I switched beers at the last second. I had a beer that was actually, uh, it's really excited to have. I've been waiting for either Stash or Dodger to be on, but neither are. Um, so I, uh, I'm going to have this instead. It's also from Grains of Virtue. It's called Dark Feather. It's a 7.5% um, porter. And it says it has Ghana cocoa beans, cocoa and vanilla, vanilla beans. So that's not what I wanted. Uh, I, I will say for everyone else, because uh, no one's going to spoil the surprise. The beer I have that uh, Beardo gave me for Christmas is a porter she wrote. Yeah, I had one looking in my fridge. So I, I've been holding wow. to it to rub it in Dodger or uh, Stash's face if they show up again, because I know they're going to be instantly jelly, as the kids would say. So I uh, will hold on for one more week. We thought we had Dodger. Dodger texted us. Um, hold on. Saying he had things to talk about. but And then uh, tonight we're like, hey, let's go. And he's like, hold on. And that was like an hour ago. So who knows what's going on out there in Arizona. But he shows up, he shows up. Um Chitty, what do you got? I got a nice Michelob uh, Ultra Pure Gold, so nice. might as well be a uh, sparkly H2O like like Beardo. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> I will say we did uh, we did our first week of uh, no drinking during the week and went over five days on, two days off, uh, f- five days off, two days on. So right. this is my uh, 
probably my last drink until next weekend. Yeah. Um, I go back to work next week, um, Monday, We're re- as we record it Saturday. So I go back to work Monday. I'm going to go back to the no drinking during the week. But like the week between like Christmas and New Year's, every day, all day, I like every day, all day. Um, I- I've learned I'm not in my 20s anymore. Um, <laughs> like it really started messing with my system drinking that much. So I'm actually looking forward to, uh, no beer during the week again, because <laughs> I'm much more alert, less grumpy, feel healthier. I sleep better, all that good stuff. But I didn't have to worry about when I was Chitty's age though. Hey, I didn't drink uh, I'm, I'm, age. I'm almost not, not in my twenties anymore. So I don't, I only get to tote that around for the next couple couple weeks getting old dude <laughs> he's getting old <laughs> so unfortunately um, yeah so as we are into a brand new year it's 2023 i haven't had any because uh, i haven't worked yet i haven't had any paperwork to screw up with writing 2022 on accident um although i know it's coming because i'm sure it's something we all do but um before we fully dive into 2023, just wanted to take a few moments before we get into football. And if anyone wants to share maybe their top uh, moments of 2022, not podcast related, just life related. If you, what was your peak 2022? And I have a couple, so I'll start while you, if you need time to think, I'll start with one. Um, it was actually almost a year. When was it? Exactly a year ago. Um, uh, and I will say I have two peak 2022 moments that I want to share with the audience. <laughs> None of them involve the kids. Um, uh, first one, uh, we started our year off in Maui, Mrs. Eppy and I, and what a great way to start a year just in tropical paradise. Um, I think four nights, five days away from the family, just the two of us. The first time we had done something just by ourselves in a long time, um, at least six years, actually. And um, I'm not a beach person, but I'm very much a Hawaii person. And it's because when I'm in Hawaii, just mentally, I just give zero fucks about anything. So I feel like I'm peak uppy when I'm in Hawaii. So it was just the half four days of just being at my best mental state was phenomenal so that's my first peak 2022 moment yeah i mean i i'll say i i had similar similar highlights uh we got to go to Kauai too as well um and there are highlights and uh also um Traveling with a toddler is not the greatest on a plane, <laughs> so there were some low lights there. But um, I had a good summer. You know, just like looking back and thinking about what we did, we got to go to the first baseball game with with the with Che with the baby, and um, you know, it's that was fun. And that same day, I went from being in Oakland at a at a baseball game and went to Sacramento for a party at the governor's mansion with the governor. So that, that was a pretty cool day. Um, and got to see my best friend, uh, actualize a lot of hard work that he's been doing. So, um, you know, there was a, there's a solid, like, I think July, July was peak 2022 for me, for sure. Nice. Yeah, I didn't go to Hawaii. I've still never been to Hawaii in my life. Um, at some point, probably I'll oh, get gosh. there. Um, I think, I think for me, I feel like peak 2022 was uh, the Canada convention that we went to, Chitty. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun with a lot of different people. And it was just partying for three days. Like when you can walk into a training with beers in your hands. Like it doesn't get better than that. Like it was great. And then we met some people and we had a good time and it was just, that was probably my favorite three days of the last year. We get to do it all again 
know it's coming up in a couple two months. more I months. Wait. Less yeah. than two months. <laughs> yeah. Flights are booked. Hotels booked. And this time it's in San Diego, not Reno. So mm. Yeah, an extra, uh, get an extra day of travel on, on that too. Mm-hmm. Warm weather, but no gambling. Um, trade, I guess. Decent. That's it's always a good trade, is because you said a couple more months of March. Yeah, yeah. First I'd rather be in San Diego in March than Reno in March, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Well, we were afraid we were going to get snowed in. <clears throat> Remember, everyone was leaving early because yeah, no one was supposed to come. Nice. Um, I don't even know. I don't even know how I got there. I must. I must drove. Oh yeah, I drove myself. You drove. Yeah. yeah. And then I borrowed chains that uh, from you, or you bought me chains that you ended up just returning anyways <laughs> that neither of us used. Right. Which is fine because it would have cost a ton of money to use them one time. <laughs> like $100 or $120. $125, bucks, I think. Oh, yeah, because the chains themselves, because it was about a year ago, I took little Uppy up to the snow. We went to uh, Long Barn to that little. Um, ice skating rink, mm-hmm. um, but we went during like during a snowstorm, so they actually required train so like chain. So I was like going everywhere around like Sonora, find chains mm-hmm. from my car. Um, as luck would have it, I, I probably went to the last place I could go to, which is probably the fourth or fifth stop where I found some. And yeah, I mean chains themselves are not cheap as it is, but then I don't have the time or patience to put them on myself. So I so I pay for the chains. And then pay some dude like 40 bucks to put them on. Um, will I ever use these chains again? I kind of hope so because <laughs> I, I, I don't think they're quite like 100 bucks, but they were close to it. Um, yeah, so yeah, I mean, uh, I've never had to put on chains to go up to Longburn, and I've, I've lived there, I lived there for about 18 or yeah. 14 years of my life. So, um, you got unlucky. Yeah. I mean, it was great. <laughs> I mean, that part aside, it was a great scene because we got up there and it, it was <clears throat> pretty hard. Like, I'll, I'll be honest. It was, but it, it was a nice, fluffy, like dry snow. But we only stayed up for a couple hours just to avoid, you know, not making it on the hill. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, my, There's I've, a wonderful hotel there, though. You could have stayed at the the Long Barn Lodge or the the, the Christmas Tree Inn. There oh, was, um, you know, had I thought of it, um, like right where that uh, uh, the ice skating rink is, there's a whole bunch of like like would you call them cabins? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but, that would have been fun to be there. Like, and I, judging by some of the cars, some of them had been there for several days because there was quite the snow drift on top of the cars. Yeah. Um, somebody, somebody, I would right there. Was that and somebody I want? My mother in law has a cabin right up there. Hmm. And somebody I went to school with just uh, about a year and a half ago purchased that entire property. Oh, and really? they've been they've been renovating that that entire um, hotel to be not necessarily like um, <clears throat> they're just retrofitting it to, to, to be a little bit more modern. Mm. They're not necessarily trying to bring it and modern vibe to it, but it, it looks a lot nicer inside. Oh, he's get it to the 21st century somewhat. Or yeah. The 20th. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I wouldn't mind doing it, you know, for a few days, like if I knew a storm was coming, but not bad enough, we would get snowed in. Because like here, um, for our non-California-based audience, um, we've gotten storm after storm after storm. And thankfully, that last one that came through, at least here in the, because I'm more in the valley than you guys are, it, it was the the first wave that, what they call it, the bomb cyclone, it, it was all wind. Um, as I'm sitting here right now, we have another storm coming in, but all I hear right now is wind again. <laughs> um, right, so I'm waiting for all the trees in my desk. Nothing, but we, we got nothing in Tracy Mountain House. 
What do you mean we got nothing? I mean, we got, I got, I got some rain. Yeah, we got a little rain. It's it's super windy here right now. I would be a little surprised if it wasn't. I feel like it's always windy out your way, but that's just the nature of where you live. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It is, it is a little. It is a little windy now that that. You, I mean, the street lights are yeah. actually shaking now that you say it. But, um, you yeah. know, I feel like that's normal. Yeah, we we actually took I five up. We went up to IKEA today in West Sacramento. We took I five because last I heard, ninety nine was like kind of shut down <laughs> in the Elk Grove area because it flooded. Um, seeing on all that water, like, I mean, the flooding is very real. Um, there was water <laughs> along the freeway and areas where the map did not show there was supposed to be water. Um, and then I think we got like another five inches of rain coming this week. So, um, I mean, I guess not bad for what they thought was going to be an El Nino year again. So they they thought our drought was going to get worse. Um, that doesn't mean that it's not <clears throat> going dry after this because I think that happened to us a couple of years ago where we had a fairly wet December, but then we never saw rain ever again. <laughs> but um, anyway, just real quick, I, I did have one more moment of my 2022, um, and that was back in September when I uh, went to Cleveland for the Brown Steelers game of week three, which seems like a lifetime ago. Um, because as we record, the Browns will play tomorrow. Uh, so last week of the football season, uh, no matter if the Browns win or lose or not, it's their last game. They're done. Um, just like, you know, just like the Raiders today, they played, but their season's over as well, um, unfortunately. Um, but just, I don't know, just the whole experience of – my flight getting canceled. Uh, not even sure if I wanted to go anymore because I was very frustrated, not getting any sleep, then going, and then seeing uh, my favorite team since my childhood beat my most hated team since childhood. Um, it was just, it, you know, it, it was just an amazing moment. Um, I, I hated that I was by myself. I, I had wished Mrs. Uppy was with me, but, you know, she switched jobs so she didn't have time off at the time to go. But um, no shame in my game. I hugged another man that night. Like it was, it was the Browns fans were just a different breed. They've been traumatized for decades of incompetence, um, which I didn't realize is a difference between like Browns fans and other fans until like uh, Mrs. Epi and I went to a Sunday night game against the Chargers and Niners. Um Chargers, I mean the Niners fans, like regardless winning and losing, you know, they're they're just hyped up, they're going nonstop. Like Browns fans, like <laughs> the classic way to describe it is uh the Browns won that game, uh God, it was 29-17 or whatever it was. Um the Browns punted the ball back to the Steelers, and the Steelers got the ball back at like the two-yard line with like 14 seconds left. Maybe even less. I'm telling you, like, no one in that stadium <laughs> was excited that they're going to win. The, the, everyone's mind was like, how are the Steelers going to get 98 yards in, like, five seconds with no timeouts? Like, we were not confident the Browns were going to win, even against those odds. But when they did win, like, it was this very euphoric moment. But, like, we had a moment in the Niners game we went to later in the season where – the Niners were only up six and it was late in the fourth and the Niners were about ready to punt back to the, uh, the chargers. Cause they didn't get to third and 13 or whatever it was. And I remember telling Mrs. Up, he's like, man, this place is going to get like all nervous. Just, just, you wait. No, no change. Cause the Niners, Niners fans haven't, you know, the Niner gang, the big Bang Niner gang has not been traumatized for 20 years over bad football. No, they were just as raucous as ever. And, um, so it was fun to learn that difference this year, but, you know, having the experience of going to Cleveland, seeing the Browns in prime time at great seat, at, in a great seat, like I was on the 50 yard line, fifth row behind the Browns bench. Like I couldn't have had really a better seat um, and see them beat the Steelers when um, it was the only game on. Like, I don't know that I could ever 
get that back. I think that was like a once in a lifetime moment. And I'll probably forever be chasing that moment, but um, what a wonderful time it was. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, You know, I think when you said that, you know, my mind went to um, the game that I had in Denver going, being in Denver just happened to be there when the Raiders were there. And then, not necessarily even thinking we were going to go until the night before and got some random seats. And then it ended up being a walk off Raiders overtime game. Um, it would, you know, and being able to watch that in person. And I think, I don't know if that was a primetime game or not. Um, but I think, you know, being able to witness those moments where your team does something intrinsically good. And I'd say when it doesn't even have any big, like playoff implications <laughs> might've at the time it might've still, but, um, you know, I have only been able to really enjoy football, um, you know, for a, a little half of my lifespan and in that lifespan only the Raiders have only made playoffs maybe twice. And I'll tell you, I felt more excited and stoked for my team watching that overtime game than I did when I saw, got to see them last in playoffs. So, you know, and that's a tough feeling. They were in the playoffs. Uh, I want to say it was 2016. Uh, no, but no, no, 2021, they, they made the, the wild card, but yeah. um, 2016 was, I, I think, the one, the more memorable one where we thought we had a chance against the Texans, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that was when Carr broke his back or broke his leg. Yeah, that was the broken back year. Um, but, you know, I think it's tough to chase those sports moments because, you know, you could be like, you could be like Beardo who, was at a perfect game or a near perfect no hitter game. Um, and, uh, <laughs> left the game early. Um, but now I understand why, because child cares a thing. And looking back on it, if I had a two year old that needed to be watched, I probably would have done the same mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, and it wasn't that so much as we had a high school babysitter on a school night at our house who probably as a teacher, I probably should not have contributed to a minor getting home after midnight on a school night. (laughs) (laughs) They took the job. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but they were the lowest bidder. Remember? That's true. They were the lowest bidder. (laughs) I probably Um, gave them. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, it's like, you could be chasing those games all, all year. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's like having the, that, that fun moment, you know, and whether I, it was I, with, with somebody you knew or with somebody you didn't know, you know, that's. Yeah. You know, and hopefully, cause I mean, you had an interesting moment cause you were like in Denver and you also got to see them beat a division rival. Um, I'm not sure where your hatred towards the Broncos rank as far as teams you hate the most, but um, I think I learned this year too. Like I only ever want to go to either Thursday night, Sunday night or Monday night games. Like I think I'm done going to regular old 1 PM games. games. Yeah. The night games just have a different feel to them. Like they're just off the hook. I'm not first because most everyone has been drinking all day or what. <laughs> Because it's scripted, just saying, because they put those games there for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) And then the other thing, the drama. (laughs) And the other thing with that Browns game, too, is like, because, you know, like I was all jacked up. Like uh, I ended up going to like the casino uh, afterwards a little bit. But even when I was making my way back to the hotel at almost two in the morning, there were still people hanging out in the streets, partying, like, chilling like it was just amazing like i don't know like i'm sure i'm not sure how many cities where that plays out but um it was really unique and i'll probably never get to experience it again but i'm glad i had that once but um yeah did you have any other because we kind of shared two you're not obligated to share a second but if you did 
before we get to football, football? I mean, I have a couple. Like, I took the girls up to Idaho this summer to visit my parents, and we had a really good time. Like, it was was just a chill trip. We just went and relaxed and had fun, and I didn't have to do anything. So that was really nice. And then um, the very last week of the year, we took all of the kids to Disneyland and um, had a great time. It was for our youngest, it was like the first time she'd ever been, even though it was like the third or fourth. But the last time she went, she was five and couldn't ride most of the rides. And mm-hmm. now she's eight and she could ride everything because she's tall enough. So everything was new and fun for her. So I just took a bunch of pictures of her face. Like every picture I took of the trip is her face. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I've got like 200 pictures of just her reactions to things. It's well, what was a favorite at the end of the day? Now that she's eight and she got to do more, uh, what was a favorite for her? Her favorite ride was Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Uh, she rode everything, including uh, the Incredicoaster, which mm-hmm. used to be California Screaming. And uh, we had to bribe her to get on <laughs> when she got off. She did not like the ride. She, like, I'm like, how was the ride? And she just, started crying just tears like a river <laughs> what was the bribe do you, do you remember what the bribe was uh, yeah cookies we were, okay. Walter and I was gonna buy her cookies for going on the ride so <clears throat> well that's uh i mean that's fair because i mean the the credit coasters like as i've been on some maybe not like for the east coasters like crazy roller coasters like they have back east but like and credit coasters, it's a it's a pretty tall roller coaster, and it, you know, yeah. it goes it's, fast and it's definitely leave. the most intense in Disneyland for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know that's pretty cool. I, how how tall is she? Because I don't even uh, know. She was just tall enough to ride everything. Because the 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 cutoff for us like. Chase was able to do all the toddler things. I was, but he was he was actually getting pretty close to doing a couple other things that um, we were not necessarily sure we were going to be able to do. But um, yeah, he's getting he's three foot already. So wow. yeah, I think I feel like the tallest you have to be to ride any of the rides is so I think 52 inches I think is the tallest okay. that's good to know because I mean we took little Uppy when she was five like kind of like the scenario Beardo was talking about this you know I guess um, I mean I feel like we got to do our thing that was of interest to little Uppy um, and I'm hoping I'll, I'll probably I said I would go back but once when she's old enough to want to do more. Um, namely, I'll be selfish things that <laughs> Mrs. Eppie and I would also like to do. Um, so I'm hoping by the next time the Browns play in LA again against either the Rams or the Chargers, um, little Uppy is of height to yeah. get to do everything that she w- would want to do. I think I think the nature of me and Beardo's uh, occupations we we get lucky we get the opportunity to go every single year and it's free yeah yeah but it's a lot of work that's facts i had and to be, I, I will I had say to be like, work at three o'clock in the morning that day i i don't have that profession but i'll say for some of us who are not disney people um that does not sound exciting to me <laughs> all the work because to me, I mean, the one the one thing I'll give Disneyland credit for, um, and I think this is the best way to put forth what they've done in building their brand, is we told Little Uppy she was going. I don't, like, Little Uppy wasn't into YouTube yet or anything like that. She really had no idea what Disneyland was, but she knew she was excited for it. Um, right. And there's no other thing that I could think of where a child could get that excited about something, even though they don't know what the heck it is. Um, so there's magic, Wall- especially with Wally world. You go into Wally world, you know, <laughs> it's, 
And especially with all the things that they've done, like the park had dramatically changed since the last time I went there. Like there was a parking garage, but then there's like a mile long fucking walk through security and then <laughs> to get to the park. Like that had not been there the last time I was there. And so it was really good for the anticipation, but um but I'm not a Disney person. I, I'd rather be at Six Lads Magic Mountain with the big kid rides and those things. You know, that's more my speed. But um, as a parent, I, I can certainly get on board with doing it every once in a while with a child who's really excited to do it. Right. And I think Dole was a little overrated. I, th- I think Beardo, I think you need to figure <laughs> out how to how to not be there at three in the morning because I figured it out and I was not there at three in the morning. I was well, there at four four fifteen. Okay. Well let me let me clarify. I had to leave my house at three o'clock so I could be mm-hmm. at work at four o'clock. That is the fact. Well, this Which means year, I had to get up at 2 o'clock in the morning. Maybe See, was, this was, year you need to stay at uh, Uppy's house. Well, So he was going to last year. Like, Beardo asked if he could stay. We were like, yes. I was like, yes, adult sleepover. Like, Beardo and I are going to hang out or whatever. But I think we – I don't know that we had COVID, but we had something going yeah, on. Yeah, you guys got sick. Yeah, yeah. we had some sick kids at the time. Oh, so Beardo But Beardo has the option of just crashing out over here. Uh, in those situations, like we we have no problems because I, I I live insanely close to his work, um, no. so <laughs> much closer than he does. So <laughs> yeah. that's yeah, so maybe it'll work out this year. I'm knocking on this uh, wood furniture to my right. So uh, we will get into the football. Um, we did make. I will announce. Um, the Raiders did play earlier today, but we all, all of us who have been submitting picks regularly sent in picks. I will announce what we called, what our scores were for Kansas City Raiders. I had uh, Kansas City 34-20. Beardo had Kansas City 35-21. Dodger, Kansas City 32-6. Chitty. Well, he was close. Chitty had... He had 32-6 and it was 32-13, so not far off. Chitty, Chitty, yeah. Chitty apparently had some Stidman fever after last week because Chitty picked the Raiders to win. Um, that did not happen. All I'm saying is there, I, I think I chose the, the Raiders 38-35 or something like that. Yeah. I, you know, the guy was up against the best defense in the NFL last week. You know, I kind of expected something a little bit more than what he did. But <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, last week was probably a fluke. I think he reconfirmed. I think he confirmed to ownership this week that hey, that was a nice, you know, kind of couple weeks to see what he's got. But um, a, he's not the complete answer. No, there's a reason why he's. I mean, well, granted, he came from New England, so there's a reason why he was a backup. But yeah. Like Mrs. Zappi and I were discussing during the game last week was it's easy to be good when there's no tape on you. Like mm-hmm. Stidman had no tape, so it's kind of hard to really truly plan for what he was going to do. But that doesn't take away from the fact that he pushed that Niners defense to a limit. And it was entertaining for me because um, and Mrs. Zappi is – on the couch next to me. So she's not, I'm not talking behind her back. She's right here. It was interesting for me because the Niners have blown out so many teams this year. They've played so many boring games that it was fun for me to watch Mrs. Epi have to care about a football game into the third and fourth quarter. (laughs) She was legit. That like, this game should be over. Plus the fact that it's the Raiders because fuck the Raiders, but Mm. you know, it was quite entertaining. And she's like, she's used to like the game ain't over at halftime that she can go about doing whatever she needs to do. Uh, but she had to sit through the full four quarters plus overtime. So, <laughs> love you, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. But I, I, I will say I am not excited about the the chatter of having the perspective of Tom Brady 
be a potential candidate for our Raiders next year. I've only heard him linked with one team, and it's not the Raiders. I've only ever mm-hmm. heard his name discussed with the Niners, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't see that happening either. We'll need him. There's no. too many too many quarterbacks in that quarterback room. Yeah, but I mean, when I, I mean, when I was seeing it, it was before Purdy was Purdy. You know, um, I think it was probably like right after maybe Garoppolo got hurt. But the consensus, what I was reading, was Tom Brady would come play for his childhood team for one year, win the Super Bowl, and then retire. But what a weird mind fight! I mean, he, he wouldn't. I don't see how you would do that, given that they've they've thrown the fran- like everything behind Trey Lance being the guy. But in the meantime, we probably feel like Brock Purdy is more of the guy than Trey Lance is. So why would you put them both on hold for a year just to have Tom Brady play when he's forty six fucking years old? So mm-hmm. I don't see it, but he that is like year much- old. Still slung the ball almost 500 yards and threw for four, threw and ran for four touchdowns. Well, it's amazing what happens when you don't have to touch the quarterback. When you can't touch the quarterback, I mean, <laughs> when you have special rules, <laughs> they're they're all going to be making it to their 40s now. But I, I don't think we'll ever see another one. Although I did read that Tio was trying to make a comeback at 49. Um, um, but anyways, hey, um, he was a fun player to watch. Like he, that Eagles team when he was on that Eagles team, mm. that that got me into football. There, there's not too many people that we're gonna now. Granted, like for those who don't know, which probably anyone who listens listens to the podcast does know, um, he got his ankle broke by the horse collar tackle before it was such before it was a penalty, and he, gosh, within six weeks was playing in the Super Bowl despite that certain ankle and ankle surgery, like that was balls, man. Like, honestly, it was a broken foot still, wasn't it? I think it was still technically broken. And he came back for the Super Bowl for that. And they still damn near pulled it off. Um, and didn't he like have like a hundred yards and a couple touchdowns or something like that? He had a game. I would uh, normally send you to search for that information because you're the quickest at finding it, but he did have a game. It's not like he was there. Like he actually was productive. Um, but while you search, um, I'll start with you, Beardo. Um, he had 122 yards and nine catches. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's a day on a broken yeah. ankle. Um, Better than I've ever had. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, keeping it in the division, I'll start with you, Chitty, since this is the AFC West. Um, Chargers at Denver. Okay. Well, before I say ch- b- my pick, before uh, it was not a broken ankle, it was a fucking broken leg. Um, <laughs> so he did that on a broken leg. Um, but I'm going to take Chargers all day, er day, <laughs> um, 42 to 10. Um, on a positive note, um, from what I heard uh, from the TikToks that I show up on my For You page, uh, Russell Wilson finally accomplished more touchdown passes than bathrooms in his house. So, um, took him till week 17 to get more than 12 touchdowns, but he finally did it. So, yay to Russell cooking. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going Chargers all the way because I'm sure that, well, they had to play next week, um, because we don't know really what the status of the playoff system is going to be just yet. But uh, I'm gonna go. Not as high scoring as Chitty predicted, but I'm going to go 27-10. Beardo. I'm going to go with Chargers 24-14. Okay. And then uh, Dodger went Chargers. Um, This is not a misprint. You're privy to the same text messages as me. Uh, (laughs) 327-7. Um, although I think someone at some point predicted like a thousand to nothing at some point. That was me. <laughs> I, I did pick the 49ers to beat the Raiders 90 to nothing. I think last yeah. year. I, I was slightly off though. So. Close, close, but yeah, a little bit off. Uh, yeah. 97. I see. Right there. 
Okay, uh, so next up, I'll uh, start with Dodgers score. Next up, we have uh, Giants at Eagles. He picked Eagles 31-23. Um, in this matchup, the Eagles are technically playing for first place or the first seed. Um, the Giants have clinched already, so I'm not sure what motivation exists on both sides to be competitive, competitive, but they're both playoff teams, so we'll go with that. So, uh, yeah, Dodger went 31-27. Chitty, you're up next. Uh, I'm going to go against the Eagles probably for the first time this year. They're slipping. I'm going to go weird game, like 19 to 18. I am also, cause uh, I'm also kind of chasing Dodger at the same time. Um, and I think he made sure last week cause we, we did, um, we didn't have a podcast, but we, us, the three of us here, plus Dodger did submit picks. Dodger made sure he picked all the same teams I did. Um, so I haven't been able to catch ground. But I do agree with Chitty that the Eagles are slipping. Um, obviously, Jalen Hurts has been out. That probably obviously plays a part in it. And I think he might play tomorrow. I'm not sure. But um, I'm going to go the Giants as well. And it's going to be 17-13. Uh, Beardo? Well, I, as a 49ers fan, want the Eagles to lose so that the 49ers can win and that number one spot in the NFC. So for that reason, I'm going to go for the Giants. Um, but I think it'll be close and low scoring like you guys do too. Um, I'll go a little bit higher though, just so that we're not all super similar in scores. I'm going to go 24-21. <laughs> Okay. Last second field goal. There you go. I'm down. Uh, next up, we got two left of the regular season. And then after this week, I'll provide an update as we head into the playoffs. Um, next game, we have Browns at Steelers. Uh, Browns were eliminated two weeks ago when they lost on Christmas Eve to the, the Saints. Um, even... I have read the NFL is considering adding an eighth playoff team, but even if they did, the Browns are not. The Browns couldn't do it because they would be in a tie record-wise with the Patriots uh, and the Dolphins, but Mm -hmm. the Dolphins and Patriots have a tie record with Cleveland anyway, so the Browns are out-out even if there is an eighth team. Um, But the Steelers are still in. Credit where credit's due. The Steelers at one point were two and six. Um, They're eight and eight. They still have a chance. Um, I am going to, again, go go against Dodger. He picked the Steelers. But I'm going to say the Browns did. The Browns, I think, are actually truly motivated in ruining the Steelers' season. Um, With a loss, the Steelers would have their first losing record under – Mike Tomlin. Um, Mike Tomlin has been the coach for 15 years, FYI. They've never had a losing season. Um, so I think the Browns are motivated enough. Um, but their goal is still – they're still going to have to score more than 20 points. Um, the the Steelers have been winning, but not by a lot of points lately. Like, they've been the comeback kids, honestly. <laughs> a lot of fourth-quarter comebacks, as Chitty would know. Um, but I'm going to go Browns, and it's going to be – 2120. I'm going to pull the stash special. Um, Birdo, what do you got? Um, well, I'm going to go with the Steelers. And I'm going to pull the stash special 2120. <laughs> okay. And Dodger wants Steelers 1110 uh, and Chitty are up next. I'm going to go the Steelers 20 to 13. Is it 2013? Yep. Okay. And Birdo, you're up last. We have Cardinals at Niners. Go Niners. Um, I think I think they're gonna be motivated to win. I think I think the Cardinals would love to ruin their chances to have a number one seed in the NFC. So I think they'll be motivated too. So I think it'll be an entertaining game and probably moderately close, at least for the first half. So I'm going to go 35-24, 49ers. Is Colt McCoy playing again, or is it still Trace McSorley? 
Don't even know. Don't even know. I know <laughs> nothing about the Cardinals. <laughs> All right. Dodgers went Niners 36-13. Chitty, what do you got? Um, I'm going to go Niners 36-14. Um, I don't know. who. Obviously, I don't know who's starting for the Cardinals either. <laughs> I know Colt McCoy um, had a concussion. Trace, my boy Trace McSorley has been starting. I uh, love the guy. He did a lot of good at Penn State, but he is not an NFL quarterback. Um, I think the Niners win handedly, but I don't know that they're motivated enough to score us into the 30s. So I'm going to say it's going to be like 24-9. That defense is still, I, I think Bosa is chasing the defensive player of the year. He's probably going to want to get a couple more sacks to get the most. I think he's two ahead anyways. I think Bose is at like 17, Miles Garrett's at 15, and I think there's somebody else at 15 as well. Um, but the, and, and I think with that win too, uh, I think the Niners will lock up that number one seed and have a chance to get that first week off and get, some, get a little bit healthy again. Um, so... That is that, fellas. Thank you so much. It was good seeing your beautiful faces again. Yeah. Um, good luck in the work week ahead, and uh, Happy New Year. And with that said, uh, Beardo, Chitty, and I, we wish the audience a good afternoon, good evening, and good night.